Welcome to Triple Threat, the podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. When we left Portugal to come play with you and your system, Jamel, it was the best thing for Shane because you, you, you pushed him to do other things outside his box. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Hey, what's up, guys? Coming up next, we got Mr. Basketball, BJ Mackey. In our interview with BJ, what I learned a lot was um how stripes is obtained right um, we talked about the tenacity and grit coming from certain cultures um certain environments per se but um, bj had a grit and tenacity about himself that um that only enhances his his, his natural skill level and then we talk about um diversity um dealing with teammates and how to overcome um, trials and tribulations within your own family slash teammates. All right, so really, really good information. Um, let's get into the interview. What's up, which how you doing, man? Man, what's good? I can't call it. I can't call it, man. Can't call it. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate. It. I know. I know it's practice time. I know you're busy. I appreciate you giving me a little family times. I know. You gotta get back to the family at the practice. So I appreciate your time, big guy. Oh, you all good, man. I'm at home chilling. We usually go at two thirty, so. Got you. Got you. Make my calls and all that type of stuff. So. Got you. Got you. Just chilling. All right, we're gonna get right into it then. Uh, okay. Again, like I appreciate you. You know, like we like Day Foundation. You know, we that try to be that sounding board, man, for like you know communities, parents, athletes to try to you know hear from the former student athletes that did it. Former, you know, college, uh, current college players that's right. coaching. So, uh, so you get a, a good feedback, what to expect, you know, coming up. And uh, I think, you know, having this podcast and getting a lot of input from former, from former athletes and collegiate uh, coaches is, is doing, uh, I was getting a lot of good feedback from it. So, yeah, you got a good lineup. Yeah, yeah, try to, man, try to. Um, so, yes, uh, right into it, man. Um, you know, one of our first topics is, uh, the parks and, and rivals, the park and recreation, because that's that's where we all, you know, kind of got our stripes from and kind of started out. But you're not from the Columbia area. Um, you're from more up up north, uh, Virginia, correct? I, I'm, I'm from north of Virginia. I, I was born in north of Virginia. My mom's side of the family's from up there, but I moved down to Columbia when I was two, so. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. You know. All right, well, well you're, a native, you're a native of South Carolina, then we, we'll take that. So take us take us a little back on the, on the park and you know how it, when it start when you start putting this putting this thing on the ground and start loving it. Take oh, us man, back I, I started loving it probably when I was about four or five years old. You know, right. like any kid, I was in karate and and soccer and baseball and football. Really loved football, but just loved basketball and the fast pace, man. You know, right. Um, right. when I was growing up, funny story when I was growing up. Baseball was probably my best sport. You know, a couple no. people were saying that, you know. 
but but it was it just went too slow, you right, know. Right, um, right. Just fell in love with basketball, but you know, went to the parks and Friars Gate and Seven Oaks and Harbison Recreation Center was big in our area where all the guys would go. One one weekend we would go to Friars Gate. Another weekend we go to Seven Oaks, and um, a lot of my time, my dad was a a, a warden. At, at, a, at a maximum security prison. Oh, Matter of wow. fact, at the time when I was really growing up getting into it, he was a deputy warden at, at, at the Women's Correctional Center in Columbia. Right. So, right. you know, as I got older, um, my dad usually started taking me out there when I was about 11 or 12 and playing against those grown men out on that, on, on that blacktop. Right, right. You know, right. and just, just, just giving me experience of playing against physical guys. Right. And I guess that's why one of the reasons why I played so physical and uh, I played so physical back then was was partly because my dad used to take me to Department of Corrections and I I mean on on a weekend basis. <laughs> right, and you know I was thinking about that too because you know uh, uh, one of the the topics you know JP um, coach at Portugal mm -hmm. and he, and, he, and he called him the junkyard dog. When I was yeah. coaching with him, he always try to make players be dogs, like try to, yeah. you know, like you got to be a dog on the court, right? And so, you know, most of that, those characteristic, characteristics come from, you know, people in the hood or in the city, right? You get that, that, that grit, but, you know, when you're coming from a two-parent family, mm -hmm. you know, there's always a question like, where did I really come from? So it just hit me when you just said this now, like your dad was a disciplinarian, like, you know what I mean? I, I'm pretty sure he was like, you know, structured and, and you can tell from your, your demeanor and how it applied on the court. Yeah. I mean, not only that, and it's crazy how you got into that. I mean, of course I went to Irma and exactly. it was, it was suburban and exactly. You know, when, exactly. when I used to go to even the parts like Martin Luther King park and Lark park, which was more, uh, you know, African-American and all that. I mean, they would look at me like, what am I doing here? Right, right. You know, right. like, what, what, what is he doing here? Right, he, he need right. to go back on the other side of town, you know. But when I started playing and, and they realized that, hey, I can be just as physical as them. Right, uh, right. Then it was that certain amount of respect that I that I got from going to those different type of parts on the other side of town. For sure, for sure. You know? So the degree of difficulty, you know, that's it's, it's, it's always was welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, very much so. Very much so, especially when you prove yourself. For sure. For no, sure. Um, for sure. But I mean that it, it it's all in fun. We we still talk about Kerry Rich and and Marcus Saxon and all those guys. Still talk about it even when I came over there and and you know I mean it, it was just a different dynamic then if you know what I'm talking about. Marcus Saxon, you know, funny story. He was at St Andrews in Charleston. I remember, and he moved to Columbia. And you talking about like. I remember him having handles like, like oh. I, I see him dribble out of a trap. I'm talking yeah. a, a three people trap, I dribble out of that stuff, you know? So you just, you just remind me about Marcus Saxon when you called this Yeah, name. Marcus, Marcus is one of those, one of those guys that a lot of people, especially the kids coming up now don't even realize. I mean, Marcus was six, four PG athletic, strong, tough, can shoot the jumper. I mean, Marcus had a lot of tools. He was extremely talented back in the day. Right. So the elementary, I mean, uh, the parks, you know, you would start killing, start making your name. And then what about the, the, the middle school, high school? When when you started really, you know, start really figuring it out? Because, of course, you're coming up, you see other guys playing. You wanted to, 
you know, emulate wanted to beat them. When did mm-hmm. that start really hitting, like, seventh, eighth grade? Did you play varsity in seventh, eighth grade? No, I played varsity in, in, in ninth grade. That was with Marvin Orange and, and you know, that talented crew. Right, um, right. My seventh grade year, only two other guys, no, matter of fact, one other guy, Mark Himes. Right. Uh, who yeah. went to college at Charleston. Yeah, yeah. He made B team in the seventh grade. Because it, it, in Irmo, in our in our school system, Ken, uh, elementary school went K through six, gotcha. and gotcha. then it went seventh through ninth in middle school, gotcha. and then tenth through twelfth gotcha. in in high school. So I tried out for the B team, and I still mess with coach during this day. I got cut the seventh grade year. Wow! Wow! I got cut. Wow! Played play recreation league that my seventh grade year and intramurals and all that type stuff. And uh, that was one of the that was one of the things that really drove me because I thought I would I, I should make the team. Right. So right. the next year I, I, I made it at, at as an eighth grader, was one of the leading scorers on that team. We won the district title, you know, B team and uh, coach was up in the air whether I was gonna play J V or get ready to play uh, varsity and be ready to fill those shoes of Marvin Orange, who was top, Marv was probably top 35, top 40 in the country, sure. and be ready to fill in those shoes when Marv left. For sure. So I was on that team as a freshman, and, you know, I got garbage minutes, but I, I got valuable minutes in practice going against one of the top guards in America right. each and every day. And and, and that's, that's something that, you know, to think about, like, Here's, you know, Mr. Basketball, one of the one of the best players came out of South Carolina that got cut seventh grade year. Right. Yeah, so think about that as a as a as a player in for the for the audience that are listening, like how do you deal with that? That's adversity coming out of the gate. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's it's a gut check time to where all year you're dealing with seeing people play, going to the games, yeah. seeing those guys, like that's tough. And to yeah. overcome that, like that's 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 huge because guys think that it's just all over when they don't make it in a certain time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that 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 had a certain fire in my eyes, Mel, to to, to make me realize, hey, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. You need to work. You no, know, and I need to work. You know, I cried my eyes out that night in the living room. I still remember it, it was very visual to this day. For sure. For sure. You no, know, especially when you get disappointed that 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 early in your age. For sure. Uh, you know, you, you you're gonna you're gonna remember those type things. I'm sure you remember some of the disappointments sure. that you had. For sure. Uh, For sure. Cried my eyes out. My dad say, "Hey, you know, it's it's time to go to work tomorrow. Right. You no, know, right. tomorrow's a new day. We we, we got to get better. Right. I got to right. do better with with helping you get there, and you got to do better with, with with trying to get there. Right. And right. Uh, right. you know, we we develop a plan. You know, getting up in the morning before school. Mm. You know, maybe running a couple miles before school, mm. um, coming home after school, and and because one of the things that my dad said was, if 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 you want to be one of the top players in the country, there's certain things that you're not going to be able to do that other kids your age are are are, are doing. Mm. Sacrifice. You can miss out on certain things, um, and that's some 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 that that's what I wanted to do. Right. My dad didn't ever pressure me to do that. I told him what I wanted to do. I wanted to be one of the best players in the country. Right. And right. he laid out a plan and showed me how. So many kids to this day just think that you go in the gym and get up a couple of horse shots, all of a sudden you're going you're gonna to be LeBron James. 
Well, and that's not the case. I mean, you the the game works just like this. You get out of it what you put in it. Yes, sir. Period. Point All blank. Oh, day. So, mid ninth grade your varsity team. Marvin is uh, probably on his way out. I, I talked to Marvin last week, and you know his his coming out next week. You know, yeah. and I told him the respect level we had because you know it was that uh the sports report. Remember the sports report, the paper oh, that came sport. out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's all we had to see. Exactly. Up next, you know what I mean? You say you sports, see that sports, sports report and, and and hoop school magazine. That's it. That's all we had. So uh, <laughs> I see y'all names always, you know, always in the mix, man. So you know, big up tomorrow for doing this thing. I told him, you know, I, I always watch him play and respect this game a lot. So yeah, so so that play Markheims too. I mean, you had a lot of talent around you. So you know what happened with from ninth to twelfth, that growth level. I know you mm-hmm. continue to work, continue to put the work in, but you know, what triggered that that spark? Like, okay, like, this is mine now. Like, when was that turning point? Was it, like, junior year, you know, going into your senior year? Like, when was it? The, the turning point was my sophomore year. We were playing well. We were one of the top teams in, 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 in the state. Of course, we, we were in the same region as Ray Allen. Right. Um, and uh, I really played well during our region tournament. I had, a, I had a good season. I was probably averaging around, you know, 11 or 12. Had a real good – had a really good region tournament leading into the state tournament. Right. And uh, – which I don't think they have anymore. But nope. Nope. Um, I started gaining a whole lot of confidence. And, you know, when that, that, that light started to come on, like, hey, I can do this. And mm-hmm. when we played Ray Allen and them during the semifinals – um and, and Morris Brown and uh game we should have won but we didn't win uh I had 35 against Ray Allen now Ooh. and that right. was that was that was that was my coming out party right and that's right. when I knew that hey I can I can do this on a regular basis and that's and that when that light came year? my sophomore year so what happened during that summer did did you did you uh for the audience are listening you know, the light came on your sophomore year. I know you continue to work because that's what got you mm-hmm. to that point. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, kids think just because I played AAU, mm-hmm. things going to happen for me. And I tell them all the time, you got Walmart, Kmart, and uh, Target. You mm-hmm. got AAU, YBOA, and probably, you know, USBL. I mean, uh, USBA, right? Mm-hmm. So those different levels, if you're – if you're a bag of rice for six dollar bag of rice, it doesn't sell in Piggly Wiggly. It sells mm-hmm. in Whole Food. So if you're if you're a six dollar bag bag of rice and you want to go to Wake Forest, you got to know your value. You can't just like the school and want to go there. So you got to. What I'm saying is like the travel ball, the travel scene. People just think I just play AAU, I just play travel ball, and it's going to happen for me. When you're averaging 2.5, 2.5 points a game, like nobody's yeah. going to watch that. So right. talk about that trap that, that that summer season where. What was your regimen in the summer season? What did you do, um, you know, in between seasons? I worked out every day, sometimes twice a day. Stayed mm-hmm. in the gym. Uh, I mean, what, it, it wasn't much. It wasn't much going on like it is today. Right. We didn't right. have we didn't have Twitter and 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 IG and all that type stuff. Our parents pretty much was like, "Hey, go outside. Don't come right. back and don't come back inside till the light come on." Right. You know, right. um, and, and I, I stayed in the gym, stayed hungry, ran, uh, had my strength shoes, was in the strength shoes, had my regimen with that. 
you know, um, Everybody has it's, all, it's, it's, it's all about putting that work in, man. Uh, getting in the lab and really working on your craft. Um, I knew I had to get better. I knew. But yeah, I, yeah. It's all about putting that work in, BJ. But what I'm trying to get out to you is that, again, what, 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 what sparked that? Because you know, your dad's. You know, I, I don't know your your, your background, but. I mean, kids that don't want for anything, I'm not saying you that was you, but kids that's really, really hungry, yeah. got a single home, living in the projects, mm -hmm. like that's a trigger, right? Yeah. If you're not in that environment, like what's the trigger? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something different. And that's what I'm trying to get I, kids I, to understand. I, my trigger was I wanted to be the best, I wanted to be the, the, the best in the state. Mm -hmm. At that time when I was coming up, I think I was ranked like ninth or 10th. Right. You know, I wanted right. to be one of the best in the country. Right. You right. know, that, that triggered me. I wanted to make my, my, my parents proud. I wanted that's to make my family I, proud. That's what I, that's what I wanted you know. to get out of because kids don't understand. Yeah. You got you to gotta put something in front of you. You're doing it for yourself, yeah. you can cop out at any given time. That's what I wanted yeah. to get out. Yeah, you, you do stuff for yourself, else. but you, you, you're going to have something to, to, to give you that trigger. That was yes. my trigger. Yes. I wanted my family to be proud Yes. yes. Of, of my yes. accomplishments, accomplishments and what I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. so that triggered me. Hey, I, man, I I was willing to go out and die on that floor for sure to for prove sure, everybody sure. You, that 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 I was that I was the best. For sure. For sure. In this time out message, we have Janet Carter. When I'm talking about specific nutrients, it really is so important to get your nutrients from food because the nutrients in the foods that you eat work synergistically to really help your body in so many ways. The pinpointing of particular nutrients just show, just is like to emphasize that those are the nutrients that are involved in healing, but not so much that you need to like supplement those particular nutrients. Now let's get back to the interview. So you started killing and then your senior year, you know, who's looking at you and, 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 and take us to the rec recruiting wars. Why, why USC? Cause I'm pretty sure you could go anywhere in the country. Every, every, everybody in the country was, was on me. Um, starting on my, in my junior year, a after, after my sophomore year, I went to five star, which is the, 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 the top dog back in the day. Right. Um. After my sophomore year, going into my junior year. And you went to your sophomore year. Yeah, I went there my sophomore year and my junior year. Wow. And right. and uh, you know, you had Nike All American camp. My going into my junior year, and I won't ever forget Howard Garfinkel uh, announced me as one of the best players in the country. Wow. wow. And when I was at that Nike All American game. Uh, well, Nike All American camp. I saw that hoop scoop that came out, mm -hmm. and I was top twenty in the country. Wow! Wow! Going into my joining to my junior year. Going to you junior know, and, year. and 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 now you got a now you got a target on your back. For sure. Now, For it, sure. It's it's easy to get there. It's, it's easy to get there. It's harder to keep it. For sure. For you you sure. finished it, For sure. and that's the same thing my mom and dad told me was a. Hey, you think you work now? Now you got a target on your back. Right. Now you got to now you got to go from here to here and step your game up. Right. And that's what I realized. No matter whether I was out on the, uh, <laughs> I was at Seven Oaks or Friars Gate or 
St. Andrews Park or wherever, Martin Luther King Park, whatever. Everybody knew the ranking, what you was all about, and everybody was out to prove themselves to supposedly one of the best players in the country. So you had to come fully ready each and every time you stepped down on the floor. And that's what, that's what Marvin said. Marvin said, listen, he was, he, I was one of the best in the state proven, and he was coming at me. He wasn't scared. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he was coming at me like he had something to prove. That's what it takes. But why USC? Why USC? Um, I, can't, I went down. My final five was Virginia, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, and South Carolina. And uh, Clemson had been recruiting me for a while. Rick Barnes was there, who's definitely one of the best up-and-coming coaches. You know, I think he could, was come, came from Providence and was at Clemson. I knew he was going to do some good things. Terrell I McIntyre was there. Terrell McIntyre just – T-Mac. T-Mac. T-Mac thanks me to this day because, you know, we boy. <laughs> he thanks me to this day because he like, man, if you had went to Clemson, I would have had to go somewhere else. And that was his only high, high, high major offer. Listen – I was at Folk Union, and when they signed Terrell, I, that's why I backed out of Clemson. Yeah. Because I was, yeah. I was going there, but I was like, I'm not going there if they already signed yeah. God. But go ahead. Yeah. And, and uh, I just thought with the guys that we had coming in, I knew some of those guys who I played AAU with. Um, you know, I was comfortable with the coaching staff that was there at the time that was recruiting me. I knew they had some good things happening. They had, they already had some pieces with your boy Mel there. They had Larry sitting out uh, after transferring from North Carolina, had Nate Wilburn coming in from Ohio State. So they had transfers and we already had a, a top five recruiting class. So, and, and you got to remember, I had Justin that was about to be born during that mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm a, you, you, we talked before, I'm a big family guy. Right. Um, I said, why leave? Why leave? Everybody was saying, why are you, why are you going down there? They're losing. Sometimes you got to bet on yourself, man. For sure. For sure. Sometimes you got to bet. Not to say that every, all the, all the accomplishments and achievements we had was because of me. Right. Right. But I'm saying sometimes you got to bet on yourself as far as saying like, Hey, all of us collectively can take this thing. All the South Carolina kids can take this thing and take it up to another level. Right. And, and, and that's what we did. And I, I, I've always, I've always, uh, I've always been appreciative of South Carolina and 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 Coach Fogler and all of them for for even having me down there because that that was one of the best decisions that I ever made. Well, let me play devil's advocate right quick for you. Um, you know, because you know what I tell players, we're talking about the bag of rice, like the style of play. Any players, any players being recruited by certain colleges need to be looking at the style of play. Yeah. Because that can be detrimental. Not only start to play, they ain't looking at how long the coaches been on that at the school. Because they've been there for five or six years mm -hmm. with a winning record, they probably gonna be there throughout their tenure. <clears throat> they've yeah. been there seven, eight years with a losing record, probably not gonna be there throughout your tenure. Mm -hmm. So for the audience, you know, what you just you kinda answered my question because that canceled out any other thing but Justin being born. That's that was that canceled everything else out. Yeah. Knowing what you know now. Would you make a decision based on the style of play? What style Clemson, Tennessee, Florida fits my style of play? Or a comfortability standpoint, 
of being close to home or just want to better yourself? What do you, what do, what do you tell the audience, you know, and take, and take, the, take the, the knowledge that you know about it now. I'm just saying for people that's, that's coming up, because well, yeah. you got kids right now that got the same decision, got a kid, you know, pending. Yeah. What should they, what should they do? It's three things you should go for. And I, I tell all the recruits when, I, when I'm recruiting, number one is definitely style of play. And I'm not just saying it just because you brought up. You got you to go somewhere that's going to fit your style or it's not ever going to work. Easy. It's not ever going to work. We already know that. Easy. Two, you got to look at the depth chart and who's there, who, who, who's left, how many transfers they've had leaving, why are, are, are they leaving. You got to look at all of those dynamics because as a freshman, you, you want to play. And not to say that every freshman is going to play 20-plus minutes, but you at least want to play. You don't want to just be sitting there collecting gear. Right. You want to go somewhere where you're going to play. Why would I go somewhere where uh, they got one of the top players that, that's, that's coming off the bench? They, they got an a, a all-conference player, and both of those two guys are in my slot. Why would I want to do that? Right. And right. The, and the third, you got to go somewhere where, where you're comfortable enough to get a degree. Mm. You know, we always say at Wake, and we, we, we said it when we were at East Tennessee State, you go somewhere where uh, that, that you're going to be comfortable with the people that are in the buildings, not just the buildings that are around you. Mm. You know, kids get so infatuated with, man, you see that practice facility, they got this, they got that. Right. Man, you see that arena, they got this and they got that. Right. At the end of the day, if you close your eye, if, if you're going to pick a school, pick a school based on, okay, let's say you didn't play basketball. Mm. Right. Then how would you feel about that school? Right. And the people right. that are around you. Right. right. And that's how you ultimately got to make a decision. Right. <clears throat> so taking the word adversity, um, and this one, I want to know how do you how did you deal with it? How do you continue to deal with it? Because it's going to continue to happen, whether it's in professional life, uh, playing days, whatever. Shane McCravey uh, played the point guard to cause the Charleston. And, um, you know, coming down George Street, uh, I would see him walk down the street. And because I didn't want to speak to him, I would walk across the street. So I kind of I kind of avoided that the relationship because when they watching video, and it's a toss-up who's playing. Coach see me get this loose ball. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that nod, BJ. You know that's how it goes. And if we boys, I can't take your head off. Just you know, I won't do that. So I kind of avoided that, right? But in business, business in my professional life, I overlooked it. And I deal with other relationships that that's uncomfortable, but you still have to deal with it. In college, what was your adverse situations and, and, and how did you deal with it? Going to practice every day. Um, whether it was uh, uh, Melvin, whether it's with uh, uh, Larry, like what was your, where was your conflict and how did you, how did you deal with it? Meet Melvin and Larry my freshman year. Melvin even tell you, and he might have already told you before. We 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 talk, but he, you don't say he. I mean, it's like uh, BJ. Uh, we always go at it. It wasn't never nothing like a, you know, nothing like that. We uh, we didn't really talk that much my freshman year. Right. You know, we talk occasionally, and you know, out on the floor because Mel was just at, at a This guy is trying to take my spot, you know, and what you, you should be trying to do. And, 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 you know, Larry wanted to shoot. I wanted to shoot. 
all of us had our different egos. That's what people always don't understand yes, how hard it is to, yes, sir. That's to, to, this to manage and, and coach yeah. talented yeah. players. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you could kind of see it in our play sometimes. Sure, for sure. You know? For sure. We went on an overseas trip after our freshman year and still had a decent freshman year. You know, we, we went to the NIT, was one game away from going to Madison Square. Marvin and them beat us, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. wow. And, and uh, we had some things out and talked about it like grown men. Right. You know, right. some of the problems that we were having, some of the problems that, you know, I had with, 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 with him, and, and we hashed it out as, as adults. That's what's and up. And it, it came about like it was a whole bunch of nothing, us I, being I, immature. It's always that way. It's it was a whole bunch way. of nothing. It's all bunch of way. he said, she said, and I ain't never say this. And man, we should we should have been squashed that when we right. first came on campus. Right. Man, right. we developed that bond and that chemistry, man, to where we were we we were unstoppable that right. next year. Right. You know, won the SEC championship, went through some some bumps in the road. Right. You know, before we grasped everything, but it all came together. Right. And, and that's ultimately what it's about. Putting egos to the side was better for the team. Right. You right. know, and everybody's gonna win. But kids don't understand that. It's not, it's not a, it's no that's the main thing about it. There's no I in team. It's totally true. And they take a bigger man to say, hey, look, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like that's that doesn't make you less of a man. That doesn't make you nah, soft. they don't make they don't make you no punk, they don't make you soft. That makes None you a that. man. Exactly. That makes you a man. Exactly. When you can when when you men you can talk. And 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 accept what that person is saying to you, and you can accept what 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 I'm telling you, and sometimes look yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, I need I, I need to change some things," because that's what we ultimately did. Right. Or things would have went disarray. Somebody would probably end up transferring all that type of stuff. Right. You right. gotta you gotta you gotta accept things sometimes for what it is and and work through it, and sometimes that comes within yourself. For sure. Sure. Everybody needs everybody needs a self check from time to time. Shoot, we sure. we still we still need it from time to time. When you got to look yourself in the mirror, whether whether it's with with, with your family, whether it's with your son, whether it's with sure. how can I deal with this certain thing different because it's not working? How can I how can I make it better on my end? For sure, for sure. And that's that, the thing that, 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 that's that, that's being a man. And that's the thing, like you know, these these topics are just unspoken, unheard of because. We as athletes, our masculinity get in the way. You know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't talking to that man. Like yeah. we can't like, and then you end up sabotaging yourself. And when you do that, you sabotage the team. And like you said, when y'all got that bond together, mm-hmm. the playing and the energy, everything went out of the building. You was it much was more successful because you're not that one extra pass. You look away that person. That could have been the that could have been the three that put you up. Tell tell <laughs> tell tell me and 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 the audience especially the young young kids that are listening today, I want them to question themselves as far as communication is key. Whether you, what you're dealing with regardless, whether you're dealing with a girlfriend, whether yep. you're dealing with your wife, whether you're dealing with your son, whether you're dealing with your mom and dad, whether you're dealing with, with your team, yep. what your coaches always say in the very beginning, hey, you got to communicate. Yep. You got to communicate on the defensive end. That's how we become a unit. You can't do anything or be successful without communication. Right. Totally. And taking constructive criticism. Totally. Totally. 
So at USC, what was your, would you say your, your, your best game? Like my the, best game, the best game. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I, I know you read that post. I did. I did. Listen, listen. I'll tell you. Like <laughs> that was a true story, bro. Like I said, Mel. You know, we always talk, <clears throat> and you know, he's like, "Go, ahead, go, go, get him for me. Go, go, get him for me." So, and Coach Crest, you know, sometimes he starts certain certain players and certain certain lineups. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't start that game, man, and and I was pissed already at the top, and and I forget I got in the game. And I went straight to number three. And it was a play breakdown, and then you call flat. And I said, yes, this, this is it right here. And you made a move, wop, wop, spun, a little teardrop. It's like, you t- I told you too little. Listen, <laughs> listen, I was 38 hot. I was hot. But uh, I came out of the guy just, you know, I, I, I was out. I was out. But, um. But that's what I'm talking about—that grit and ten- tenacity. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you felt it. You know, you already know what it what it, what it was. But oh, before sure. the game time come, you was already as a player. You already know what it was. Like that's a weird rivalry in state yeah. teams. And everybody has been wanting us to play right. like forever. Right. Right. Forever. So we right. know that you know y'all had said, and you know we had our battles in high school, and and you know I was going against a former teammate Mark and you know I mean it, it was it was it was, it was, it was a big it was a big it was deal in the state it was deep it was deep but who would y'all play the next the next game the next thing next game North Carolina no 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 we played North Carolina we y'all beat North, North Carolina. Carolina they beat y'all it was North Carolina uh Carl was it, Charleston was it, was it UNC Charlotte that's what was it was it was UNC Charlotte it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 it was UNC Charlotte with DeMarco in there that's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, guys? Check this out. If you're coming into the Charleston area, or maybe leaving at the Charleston area, and you want to avoid long lines and be greeted by friendly, sweet people, go check out Mark over at Avis and Budget Car Rental at 7685 Northwoods. Boulevard. When you go see Mark and you mention Triple Threat Podcast, you receive 30% discount on your rental. They also offer compact to large SUVs and vans to rent with quick, easy transaction and check us out and limited mileage on most rentals. So give Mark a call at 843-572-3190. Don't forget to mention Triple Threat Podcast. So, um, you know, coming out of your senior year, take us into the, you know, after year playing experience with the um, NBA workouts and the NBD. Mm-hmm. Take us <clears throat> that history of that, you know, the audience know about that senior year and then that, that one or two years from like, you know, traveling, the workouts, give us a feedback on that. Senior year was, was, was a tough year. You know, I mean, some people have picked us preseason top 25, you know, and. Oh, let me ask this question, since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. get into that, because this is the, this is the, the universe question. Do you think you would have extended your career had you left your junior year? It was certain times to where some people thought I should have left after my sophomore year. Definitely people, some people thought I left, I should have left after my junior year. 
Um, but <laughs> Mel, it wasn't ever written in stone that I was going to get drafted in the first round. And what right. people don't realize is they put that rule in to where if you said that you were leaving, you had to go. There was no coming back. Uh, that's what most people don't realize. Yes, and that's so I would I would have tested the waters had uh, had had that been the case, but you couldn't do it. You had you had no. to go once you once you came out. Exactly. So mm. I said, why would I want to do that when I'm on pace to get my degree, mm. which is supposed to be good when I come back my senior year. Unfortunately, we we weren't, but I still put up good numbers. But like you say, sometimes when you're losing, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Right, right. Um, because I, I, I had other people check and see, you know, uh, Coach Fogler did Doug and, you know, he knew Mitch Cup check him and they were tight and, you know, tried to see my projections. For sure. Everybody said late first round, second round to maybe even not even drafted. Right, right. So why, why, why even, why even go through that? Because we'd be having the same conversation to this day. For sure. D, why did you leave? Why did you come uh, back your senior year? Yeah, right, right. You right. all, you all, you always go for what, what's gonna be there. For sure. The for NBA sure. wasn't gonna be there. I thought it. Hey, it might be there when I came back. Right. Unfortunately, I didn't get drafted, and that night was literally one of the worst nights of my life. Was it like the seventh grade? night worse yeah worse i mean right. that 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 that's what every kid dreams to do for sure for sure, for sure. you know especially when 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 you've been at my level mcdonald's all american you know uh all american in college one of the top guards in in the country and for that to happen it really <clears throat> put me in a dark place but let you me know? say this before you continue coach is that and then we're talking to Marvin Arch about that too, is that at that level it has nothing to do with talent. It's all a numbers game. It's yeah. all numbers, and people don't understand that. And what Marvin and I talked about is that, you know, we both wasn't I didn't appreciate my life after college because I didn't I didn't feel I got the my value of worth out of yeah. my out of my game, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we were talking about. Like, how do you deal how do you deal with that? Because here you spent four years of college, four years of high school, four years of college. You played, um, didn't work. So when you graduate or didn't graduate, you don't get a contract Contract your senior year. Now, one or two years can be crucial in the athlete's life because that's when, I mean, I'm leaving college. Charles, I'm riding a bike. You know what I mean? So you talk about humbling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, that. that's what Marvin was saying, too. And he, he was like, I, he didn't even watch, I didn't even watch basketball. We didn't. I, I can watch basketball at some point. Yeah. So I, I I was like that even with the drafts that came up after that. I didn't even watch the drafts or anything. Yeah. You know, um, my first year when I played in the CBA, and this was when the when the D League didn't even, or G League now didn't even exist. Right. Right. You, know, you had big time players playing in the CBA. Right. You know? Um, my first year, uh, I came off the bench, played for the Connecticut Pride, and I wasn't ready. I, I just was not ready for the professional basketball game. My dad was just like, why ain't, why, why you don't feel like you're going to play? Why you ain't playing? I was just like that because guys in front of me are better. They were better. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I played uh, Kevin Ollie, who played in the league. He got pulled up. Matter of fact, that same year I was there, Ira Bowman, he got a couple of 10-day contracts, 6'5 PG. Mm -hmm. Dan Cross, uh, shooter from Florida. Uh, Isaac Fontaine one of the best 
uh, guards in Washington State history. I think he's like second all time in, in points. He was like six four, two two hundred ten pounds. Wow. You know, I played to get behind some really talented players and learned a lot, both right. on and off the floor, and how you carry yourself and be professional, taking care of your body, right. which is right. part of the recipe. For sure. Um, For sure. Uh, I really learned. So going into my second year, I would th those guys had pretty much left, and I filled in. I was play stayed with the Connecticut Pride, right. and I was one of the best players, if not the best player, on the team. And it folded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the verge of getting called up. It's Me, crazy. Sean Colson. You know, we're on the verge of getting getting called up. And I think Sean actually got called up. My agent was saying that a few teams were that. And Isaiah Thomas, you know, that was, that was when he picked up the league and it folded in the same year. That's crazy. Crazy. So, you know, we were lucky enough to still get our paychecks. And I think we wound up playing in the USBL. You know, we, we went to there because the CBA had folded. And... uh Finish out the season there, and that was just devastating. And, and but again, having that dream, having that grind, you stuck with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a lot of people that I know, just you know, will cancel out just because yep. well, you got your degree. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not cancel out? Why not just go home? You got your kid is home. Justin, why, why not just go home? Yeah, uh, I mean, I had I had I had my eyes set on the dream, and I had a plan. I said I'm gonna give it three years. Mm. I said I was going to give it three years, and then next year I, I, the, the D-League started up, mm -hmm. and I played in the D-League. And, you know, for whatever reason, none of our guys got called up, although I think some of our guys should have got called up, and I'm not even including me in that aspect. Right. Um, for whatever reason, they didn't. Um, and, I, and, and I set myself to go overseas. Right. And, and you played how many years overseas? 10, 10 11 years overseas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> talk about the um, talk about the culture and, and, and the food. You know, talking to Big Thad, he talked about the language barrier. Yeah. You know, not you know, he talked about being in school, not taking Spanish seriously, and mm -hmm. then he got into in Spain where he had to actually use the language. So, yeah. you know, talk about the culture and and, and 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 the language and the different things that that was challenging with you. Well, I was already fortunate enough to where I had been. Well, first, BJ, hello. First, before you go into that. Agent-wise, right? Because that's mm -hmm. that's a key thing I want people to understand too. Because you're not okay. doing all this by yourself. How how do you obtain an agent, and and how were they effective in getting your placement overseas? Just like it was just like college, uh, you know. You they agents. We 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 cut it down. Myself, my mom and dad, and Coach Fogler, because he was knowledgeable of some agents, and uh, we basically cut it down to five people. And we had those people come in for interviews and they presented themselves. Wow. And wow. Uh, wow. I, I went with, and he was actually, I think, head of the players union for a while, uh, Bill Strickland. Wow. Uh, out of DC. Um, had him throughout my years in the CBA and, and, and the D League, but he really wasn't that, he really wasn't that prevalent overseas. Right. So I had to get another agent, uh, Dave Gasman, did right. some research and talked with him on the phone and everything really felt comfortable with him. We still friends to this day. Right. And uh, he positioned me for, for, for going overseas. Gotcha. So what's the uh, challenges that you experienced like far as culture, you know, wise over there? <clears throat> well, well, 
Well, being in high school, I had already been overseas a couple of times, you know, so I had already, it wasn't a culture shock when I first went over there, you know, cause I knew it was different. I know the food was different. You know, I knew the, the language at times, depending on where you are, would be different. And I would have to pick up, you know, certain language, you know, certain, certain, certain things in order to get around. But, um, I was just fortunate enough to be around some good players, some good teammates. Uh, I remember when I was in Italy, when I first went over there and uh, I was in a restaurant by myself. Me and this, <laughs> me and this waiter, he was talking Italian. He didn't know any English. And I, I, of course, I didn't know any Italian. And we just sitting there talking to each other like we know each other language and just getting <laughs> frustrated. And I was just, I was just looking at the menu. I was just like, I'll just take this right here. Right, right, take right, right. You know, but uh, it, it over being overseas helps you get helps helps you grow up a little bit because you're sure. so far away from home. Every kid, whether whether it's high major, low major, in high school, they always think you're gonna go over there, immediately make six figures, um, go in the clubs, and <laughs> you, you got all this type stuff because they they see when you come home, you might have a nice car, you might have a nice home but they don't see all the work you put in to get all of that. Right, right. They just think right. it, it appears, but I mean, it, it, it's times where you're overseas and you're lonely. You know, you don't have mom, you don't have dad, you don't, you don't, you Skyping, you know, um, it, it gets tough. Right. Because you, 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 you do feel lonely at times. Right. Especially if, if your team not winning. For sure. Then it really gets crazy. Your coach is looking at you, the owner's looking at you half crazy after they done, the first four games when you won, they dapping you up, talking about how, how great you are and everything. And they don't hardly want to talk to you when you lose two in a row. Right, right, right. You know, so uh, you, don't, you don't know what the paper's saying all the time. You see your name and it, it, it can get crazy over there right, at times. Right, So, guys, just know it's, it's, not, it's not peaches and cream. It's, no. it's, it's hard work. No. Now, now you, you, it is fun. But what, what you got to understand and young guys got to understand at the high school level, and and at the middle school level, that's your fun. That's fun. That's your fun. Right. When you start going to college, that politics and the business aspect, that 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 comes into play. Right. And then when you go to the professional level and you're talking about overseas or NBA, because you're still talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right, right. <clears throat> ain't no friends. It's all no. business. It's all business. It's all business. So you spent 10 years, 10, 11 years overseas, and then you finally say, you know, hang your, hang your shoes up. And, and then your first year at Charleston Southern was your first year coaching. It was my first year coaching. When I got, when I got done, I went to the Final Four because I knew I would wanted to get into coaching ever since I was in college. Mm -hmm. um, went around to different people's practices with Coach Fogler, uh, just letting people know what I wanted to do. And then I went to the Final Four, you know, shaking hands, letting everybody know that, you know, my days of playing are over. I'm, I'm trying to get into coaching. You know, just, just, just the politics and the business and everything, yeah. shaking hands. People can come familiar with a face and what I'm trying to do. And I was just lucky enough after that year of sitting out, I was just lucky enough to, to where Coach Redderball pretty much asked me to be a part of his staff, and I had no experience at all. Mm. In this timeout message, we got Coach Bobby Crimmins. They wanted ACC players to play for them in that franchise. 
So I got shifted over to the Carolina Cougars. And um, I was the last guy cut from the Cougars. And then I got bounced around. I, I went, I tried, I played a lot of AAU basketball, which really helped me. Mm-hmm. That, and, and then I went overseas to Ecuador. And then I came back and played in a big AAU tournament. And I played very well and got invited to try out for the 1972 Olympic team. Now let's get back to the interview. Yeah, so now, and from Charleston Southern. So before we get into that, what's some nugget? What's a nugget that you learned from Coach Rodabaugh, and um, and how do you apply it to your your life right now? Make the most out of anything you got. Hmm. Make the most out of anything you got. You've been over at Charleston Southern before. You know that sure. you know that the facilities are not the greatest. For sure. Uh, um, a small college. The gym is the smallest in, in D1. For sure. Um, you know, and, and it's not no elaborate university, although it's a nice university. Right. Um, and when it managed to win two championships in the six years that I was there. Right. And awesome. just, just learning from him, don't, 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 don't ever accept an excuse. Always be willing to go that extra mile uh, it, it be, because it can be done. And, 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 and the proof is in the pudding. We, we did do it there. All right. So the transition from <clears throat> Charleston Southern to East Tennessee, mm-hmm. East Tennessee State, talk about that and then a, a nugget and the application from that. It was, it was late. Um, it, it was late. We, we were actually two weeks before school would start. I, didn't, I still thought I was going to be at Charleston Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a call from Brooke Savage. One of the other assistants that's on our staff that was on our that was on the staff at ETSU. Right. <clears throat> I don't know, but Brooks is our Irmo guy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Brooks Brooks was Brooks was uh, coming up in the Irmo basketball camp when I was in when when I was a, a, a senior wow. at eighteen. Brooks was nine years old, and I was I was coaching. As a matter of fact, he was on my team. Wow. Wow. And kept in contact with Brooks throughout the course of the years. You don't ever know Relation- who might help you in life. Relation- it's about relationships and how you treat people. Relationships. And Brooks called me, and this was after they had went to the NCAA tournament. Mm. And he said that they got an opening. Would I be interested? Mm. And, you know, I'm being loyal to Coach Redderbach, and I was just like, I don't know, man, I can't do it, you know. And he was like, man, B, for real, you sure? He was like, I'm, I, I'll call you back in a couple of days, let you think about it. Right. Talked to my wife that night, and she was like, well, tell me about Forbes. I was just like, babe, I mean, he he won 26 games, last, you know, this past year. They went to the tournament. They got some good group of guys coming back. They're talented. He's one of the top, you know, hot, he one of the hottest coaches in America. Mm-hmm. She said, "What? What the hell are we talking about here?" <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, "Man, we 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 got the house." She was like, "Man, hey, we'll 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 adjust to all of that, but you need to talk back to Brooks." So, talked back to Brooks and told him, "Hey, man, I'm interested. Talk to talk to wifey. I'm interested." And uh, you know, Coach Forbes probably called me about a week later 
mm-hmm. you know, doing his research on me and everything and talking to certain people. Um, and uh, I talked to coach on the phone for about 45 minutes. Coach, coach, real good with people. And I mean, we, we felt like we were f- been friends for years. That's cool. And that was my interview. Uh, I didn't have to go on campus. Right. Uh, that was my interview. He said he can give me a call back in 48 hours. He felt like I, I was his guy, but he needed to still do some things and talk to certain people. And he called me back within three days and, and offered me the job to go to East awesome. Tennessee State. That's awesome. <clears throat> and what nuggets you learned from, from, from that, that stint you were there, and how do you apply it? Always, always be ready when, when your number's called. You don't ever know. You know, I, I've been, you know, thinking that, you know, maybe a – I'll get a break here or a break there, you know, before that. You got to always be ready because you don't, you don't ever know when your number is going to be called. And, you, and you, you're always going to be on an interview, no matter whether it's phone call, no matter whether it's sitting down next to somebody talking to them, you're always interviewed. That's awesome. So <clears throat> seventh grade got cut, you know, tough time starting out at Irmo, Mr. Basketball. Uh, MBDL, 11, 10, 11 years overseas, uh, now Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's, that's ACC. That's, that's, big, that's, that's big time, bro. Like, One of my best friends told me, he was like, man, he was like, man, you made it. And I was just like, what? He was like, man, you made it. Yeah. And I, I mean, he put it in perspective to me, like, and I didn't even look at it like that until he said it. He was like, Man, you played at the highest level, and now you coaching at the highest level. That's awesome, bro. And I was just like, man, that it, it was very humbling for him to, you know, for me to even hear that. Right. And right. you know, I'm just taking that humble approach to where I'm still a young coach, as far as you know, young in this industry. I'm never not ever not ever going to be afraid to learn something. Sure. I, th- I I I try to learn something every day. Um. And just mold these kids to the to, to to be the best that they can possibly be. I mean, I've been doing this so long. That this is my tenth year, Mel. I got guys that I've coached that are that are husbands and fathers and dads. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like like and that that's the most that that that's the that's the greatest reward that you can get. Sure. You know, sure. With, with 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 one of your former young men telling you how much he appreciates you and you pushing them. Um, that's the most satisfying feeling, not let, let alone the championships and the rings and all that type right. stuff. It's not, but that off the court stuff, man, that makes you feel, and you, 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 you've been there. Sure. That, that makes you sure. feel, you that, 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 that makes you feel like you, you, you on the highest mountain, man. Right. You, always always watch. you never know yeah. being watching. Kids are always watching you. So that's why it's always good to, you know, to do the, to do the right thing when you're, when you're not being looked at, you know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Um, so, I mean, you, like you say, you play at the highest level, you coach at the highest level. What would you say is your overall philosophy of 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 a student athlete? Of a, of a because here it's a two part question because your son again went to USC, mm-hmm. had a great career, uh, is following the same footstep, and that's that don't that don't just happen, bro. You know what I mean? Because and, and most of our parents we talk to that got student athletes, they find it a hard time trying to get their kids to, to follow through, to buy in, right? Mm-hmm. 
what was the greatest thing of, of buying in to getting Justin to buy in? And that feeling, bro, I can't wait to my son. Like, I, that's a great feeling. I know it's a great feeling. But what's, what, what was that? What, what, made, what, what made him buy in? And what's your overall, overall philosophy about that? As a parent, you got to be consistent with your kids. You got to be consistent. A lot, of, a lot of parents these days are not consistent. You know, you punish them. You say you're going to punish them for two weeks and by the second day, Mm. You know, they, 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 when you put your kid on punishment, sometimes you're on punishment too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, 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 you know that. I right. say being just, just being consistent and being real with your kid. And sometimes you got to be real with yourself. Right. A lot of these parents these days are not real with, with themselves and real with the level that their kid is on. Right. <clears throat> right. You know? Um, I, I told Justin, we had a conversation, Justin was speaking to me for two weeks when he wasn't re- getting recruited because before Justin uh, went to his senior year, Justin wasn't even ranked. He wasn't getting no mail, no nothing. Mm. And I just said, right now, son, you do you see any any letters that are coming in right now? Right. Right now, you're not, you're not D1. Right. What do you mean I ain't D1? I'm D1. Well, hey, I'm, I'm your biggest fan. Right. Right. But but also at times I'm gonna be your harshest critic. For sure, for sure. And that made him work harder. And I mean, he's one of those success stories that don't happen often. Justin worked his tail off during the summertime, then all of a sudden he became Mr. Basketball in one year. Wow. Wow. You know, I mean that 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 happened. Wow. You know, wow. but but I mean I, I would say being consistent and being real with your kid, and sometimes you gotta be real, real real with yourself. I think sometimes parents are are so used to uh saying, oh, my kid's doing it, he's this, he's that. Remember, parents, you're not at practice a lot of the times. You don't see what, you, what, 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 what we see. Right, right. You know, if you really want to see it, come to see your kid for two straight weeks, not one day. Right. Is that one day he going he gonna, he, he he gonna to ball up. out? He's going to show up that day. Yeah, come, come, come for two straight weeks to see what your kid is actually doing, how his attitude is doing. What is he doing in the classroom? Right. Are you monitoring that? Right. You know, you gotta, you get, you gotta, you can't always blame the coach because I had never seen a coach that wouldn't play his, his, his the, the best players out there. You know what, Coach Coach Grant said and made a good point. He said, "Well, when I look down to the bench, I look down and I grab the players who I can, de- I can depend on." <clears throat> That's because yeah. I mean, if you're not if you're not going hard in practice, if you're late for practice, you're not doing what you got to do in, in your schoolwork. You're not dependable, no right. matter how great you are on the court, because you're going to fall at some point. A lot of parents want to take the scapegoat and blame the blame the coach or blame the system. Like I, I give you a prime example, Justin and Coach Martin knows this, and we sit there and laugh about it. Justin talked about transferring after his freshman year and sophomore year. All right, what 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 you 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 telling me everything? What Coach Martin is doing? What what you what you not doing? Right, right. That's what parents are afraid to do. Right, right, right. You know, it, and 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 sometimes it, it, you gotta you gotta have those uncomfortable and and and, and realistic conversations with your kid, but and sometimes they might not like it. They want to be friends with him, you know. And it's friends it's, later on. You can be friends later on. It's a lazy. It's a. It's, I think I call it lazy because parenting that's work. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you got to think about okay, I I got I got to he's got to pay for this then. Like you say, we're on the punishment too. So now he's not talking. We're not talking. I still gotta find. I still gotta love him. I still gotta find a way to get through to him. I can't yeah. just, just, just. And that's the thing. It's, a, it's a lazy. 
that's a lazy approach, so they don't want to even deal with it. Parenting and being married are, going, are the two hardest jobs you ever gonna have. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Parenting is a, is, is, is a consistent effort, like I say, having some good conversations, having some not so good conversations. And, and, and it's, it's, it's no such, and, and I'm not saying when, when I say there's no such thing as friends, but your child has to be able to differentiate that. For sure, for sure. You know, and, and when you don't differentiate that, That's it's going to be a problem at some point. But it's our job to let them know how to, how to differentiate. You know what I mean? No doubt. And they got to no apply that. that. Ain't no doubt about that. So in, in closing, it'll be two, two more questions, two more topics. For the student athletes out there that, that want to play at the next level, what are a couple of things, two or three things that you say that you, that you look for? Like when you go and look at an athlete and not just, don't just put ACC or the SEC okay. or, or the conference, you know, because I, I, I want athletes to, 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 to hear, what do you look at? as an athlete, whether it's a playing style, is it attitude, is it grades? Give me three things that you, that you would look at. Number one, I'm going to see what kind of student they are because it translates. Usually when you, when you, when, if you, if you look at a kid's transcript, you look at those tardies, mm. see how, if, if they're late, mm. you, you, you look and see, okay, he's a C student. Let's say he has maybe a, a, a two, 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 three, and he makes a 1300 on the SAT or, 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 or 27 on, on the ACT. More than likely he's lazy. Cause he's smart. Cause he's smart. Mm-hmm. You know, those are some of the things that you look at. Another thing that I look at is, is, is the, the Instagram and, and, and the, the social media. Mm-hmm. That'll tell a whole lot about a kid. If you if you have clips of, of basketball and 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 quotes of, of you 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 you're a student of the game. Me you're too. To history. That's what you're comfortable with. Right. Or, right. Or you got pictures of your family and all that type of stuff. You got pictures of naked chicks and all that type of stuff. I'm not messing with you. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. Right. Right. And a lot right. of them still do. Right. Right. Got their partners right. up there. You know what I mean? Just hanging out. Cussing and, and got people on there, you know, rap videos, smoking and all that type of stuff. Nah. Right. It, it, it ain't no need to deal with you because that's pre- probably pretty much what you're trying to relate to. And you're going to bring that environment oh. to here, right? When, when, I, no. when I go see a kid, when I recruit, they got to have a big time motor. They got to have a big time motor. And I, I mean on both ends. Right. Right. You know, are they getting everybody involved? How do they react when they're sitting down? And their team is playing. Do they got the tile over their head mm. and they make a mistake? Mm. Are they cheering on their teammates? Mm. When you come out the game or you make a big time play, or if you fall, are your teammates helping you up? Mm. That tell you a lot too. How mm, that's major. It's major. You know? mm. Um, and I, we're not even talking about skill set right now. We're just talking about that's a good. couple of little good. I think it's, that's, that's obvious. Skill set. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, you play in the ACC yeah. on these school, you got to have skill set. It's the other okay. things that matter, but they don't. No, that's very important. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I do is we know what you're gonna look like in your games. We know what you're gonna look like on them highlight tapes with 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 the uh, music playing in there. Because I I've only I out of all the highlight tapes, I've only seen one miss in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna look pretty good. All right. I coaches are gonna send 
<clears throat> the film that that player scoring 35 or they're crazy. Right. I always ask to see their bad game as well. Mm. Mm. See how they react. Mm. Are they still playing hard or are they just going through the most because they're not scoring? Mm. Right. That's what so, you, that, that's, that's what I look at. So for coaches that want to get into the game, what three things that they should do in order to get into coach? The same coaches that, you know, finish playing college ball and want to get into the game. What three things that they should do in order to get in the game? They should go to practices, other coaches' practices. Let them know. You know, write coaches letters. Let them know what you're trying to do. If they have camps, get involved with their camps. Coaches are comfortable with people that they know, mm. people that they see. They can relate with a face. Mm. You know, um, coaching is all of nobody's going to nobody's going to knock on your door and say hey do you want to be a coach you got to go out and try to get it you you got to be a dog like we talked about before sure, and be sure. a go-getter and, and 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 go get it sure, a lot sure. of people are not going to be as fortunate as me and all of a sudden I was very fortunate sure. I mean I, you know just to hop right in and become an assistant at a at the D1 level you know fortune a lot is of different people, than lucky now hmm fortune is different than lucky cuz lucky yeah. Lucky doesn't come with, you know, a skill set and work and mm -hmm. ethics and value, right? That yeah. doesn't come with that. That's just, I get lucky, I get a job because I'm in the right place at the right time. But, no, you, you're right about that. So, go ahead, continue. Yeah, I was very fortunate mm -hmm. because a lot of times you, you, you might have to be a, a grad assistant. For sure. And go back to school and get your master's or be a director of basketball ops or, 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 or video coordinator or something like that. So, I mean, I, I would I would just say for the, for the coaches that are trying to do it, talk to many coaches as possible, because it's it's a fraternity. Once you get in, you're in. For sure. For but sure. that's the hardest part is getting in. For sure. You know, you you got to you got to politic and network, uh, because that's the only way you're going to get in. There. For sure. Send out your resumes mm -hmm. to coaches. Talk to as many people as you can. Go to Final Four. Final Four is another big thing, and at the Final Four, you have junior college coaches, you have high school coaches, you have athletic <laughs> directors, D1, D2, and D3. Get and, a chance to, to, to talk to as many people as you can because all those coaches are all over. Talking to Earl Grant, Ben Betts, and you seem like they ask the same questions. Everybody said the same thing. Everybody got in through going to camps. And yeah. it's all about who you know and creating great relationships. No doubt about <laughs> it. He made a name for himself as a star for the College of Charleston basketball teams in the mid to late 90s. And now, Jermel President is doing what he can to make sure that the Charleston area kids have a chance to succeed on the court and in life. So I want to, you know, give some of that back to the community as well. Um, after college and after playing professionally, uh, I started the Day Foundation just to, to be that wealth of knowledge to the kids in the community and, and parents as well. College of Charleston Hall of Famer Jamel President said he saw a need for this while he was in school. So he founded the nonprofit Day Foundation. And its philosophy for success is based on what he calls his oatmeal recipe. Let's go and finish together. Basically, teaches the game of basketball, focusing on skills, development, nutrition, and education. Not only SAT, ACT type stuff, but education for parents in how to navigate through the different levels of athletics. And lastly, the recipe, which you mentioned, which is uh, skill development, education, and nutrition. So I want to, in closing, just talk about those three things and how important they are. Um, 
far as skill development. Skill development when it comes to, yeah, skill development working out for your game, but skill development in life as well, right? Mm-hmm. How important is skill development to you? Um, and, and what have you learned through, 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 uh, through the sport and how you apply that to life? Well, I think I've said it tw- two or three you times. It's, it's all about planning. For sure. I think you got to have a plan anytime you set out to do something. And just like I tell my son, it's all about writing down short-term goals and, and long-term, long-term goals. You know, each and every year, we I tell him to write his long-term goals and his short-term goals of what he wanted to do individually mm-hmm. and what he wanted to do as far as team aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in life in general, you got to plan. You, sure. you, you got to have a plan in order to be successful. For sure. You know, um, and, and, and if you don't have a plan, that's a recipe for disaster. For sure. You know, um, you, you have to have a plan A and a plan B. I've heard, you know, people say, I don't have a plan B because I know, hey, I'm gonna put all in on plan A, but I've seen before plan A don't work. Right. What do you got? What do you got to fall back on? You know, <clears throat> um, the biggest thing I, I, I would I would say as far as nutrition is, is you, you got You got to. And I learned through time, and that's one of the things that I told you about, about uh, that first year when I was playing in the CBA, how to be a professional off the floor is you got to take care of your temple. It, 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 it's like a car. If you don't put the right, right oil in it or the right amount of fuel in it or the exact fuel which you need, it's going gonna, it's gonna to eventually break down. For sure. You know, with, with, with getting enough sleep, not staying on social media or, or, or playing 2K to three in the morning. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. It's it's time to have fun and be a kid. Right. But you got to you got if, if you want to achieve some of the goals that you want to achieve with most kids want to go to the NBA or play in the NFL or whatever. You got to have discipline For sure. and you got to You got to sacrifice and you got to know that you are gonna be different than some of your friends and some of your friends that want to do this and some of your friends that want to go on this trip and some of your friends that wanted to go to the movies that night. You need to have your tail in the gym. You need, you need to be running. For sure. You know, you gotta, you gotta set your priorities different than, not to say that you're any better than them, but they're doing something completely different than what you want to do. For sure. So it's about prioritizing your time and time management as well. And lastly, is mm-hmm. uh is education and when i say education not necessarily meaning the books in education because um that's obviously important but education in the sport um and i say this all the time about scoring 20 points a game by scoring two layups a quarter right at 16 points yeah and then driving the basketball free throws. it's free throws right easy had I had an education about the game, I think I could extend my career a, long, a little bit longer. Yeah. What education have you learned that you didn't have that you wish you had applied in your, in your younger, 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 uh, younger years? Nutrition. Ooh. <laughs> Nutrition. Ooh. Um, I mean, I, I was a kid. I mean, Mel, when I was in high school, I was drinking two or three liter sodas. Uh, you know, all that type of stuff. I'm talking about after I get finished playing ball, drinking the soda like Wow. You know, Gatorade, wow. you know, stuff wow. like that. Um, I, I, I would say nutrition was a big part. Um, and, and I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to get by by with it. But um, I really started getting focused and into nutrition and really, really taking care of my body. Uh, 
my first going to my first second year professionally. For sure. For sure. You know. Um, what else? That's pretty. I mean, well, I, I, mean I, 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 I would honestly say uh, I was really big on, especially when I got to college, with with watching game film. Mm-hmm. I think game film really helps you become a student of the game. Um, just, just, just with learning your tendencies along with uh, your opponent's tendencies, and and learning about your teammates and. When can I score? When can I do this out on the floor? And 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 what what what's this person's weakness? Uh, that that helped me develop because I wasn't the most athletic. I wasn't the, the quickest, and, and you know have a thirty-eight to forty-inch vertical. I think that ultimately really helped me get over the hump mentally, having having the high IQ mm-hmm. and using your body, scoring the free throw line like you was very. Like you said, you wasn't the athletic, you wasn't right. you were so right. smart. Picking yeah. spots, angles was your thing. Like you could beat somebody exactly. to the spot. You know what I mean? Exactly. Geometry. Exactly. You played geometry on the floor because you knew it sure. to the spot and use and extend. Awesome. Exactly. Last, I'll let you go, coach. Athletes are getting paid right now. We're not getting paid. They got, you know, using their likeness to their name. We didn't have that coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would you say to athletes that that's, I don't know, a lot of things coming out. Coach Crimmins said the NIL, a lot of things coming out. It's cost of mm-hmm. attendance, things coming out. What do you what do you say to athletes right now that's that's in that position? Should they invest? Should they save? And 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 what's the update on that going I'm on? I'm just I'm just beginning to find that out. And we've had a few few zooms with a few of our athletes um to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I think some colleges are just starting to talk about it. Some colleges are not quite there yet. For sure. Uh, but I mean, they're they're they're, they're using social media um, a lot. You know, uh, I, it's just certain things that I can't tap in. But I do know it's coming. For sure. For sure. It might come as, as as soon as next year. For sure. From, from For sure. what I'm understanding, it, it'll definitely be here in in, in two years. It'll definitely be here when your son come up. For sure. But not the rules and not the rules and regulations of the game, but just the concept of getting access to that money that you didn't you didn't have because you got a chance to get between twenty to thirty thousand within four yeah. years. Like, what do you suggest they do with that money? Like, put it away. Got you. Invest. Put it away. Save it, and get you get somebody that that that's a financial advisor to put your money in the right places, and 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 save it and let that equity build up for you. Sure. That, that's what I would advise. For sure, for sure. Well, BJ, big guy, I'll let you get back to the family, man. I really appreciate you being on. This is, we had a good conversation. I think that, you know, people are really, really, they get a lot out of, uh, of your wealth and knowledge you put out. For sure, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate what you're doing for the youth. You've always been there for them and, and you continue to, 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 to do what you do. Um, and I respect you and appreciate you. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Much love, big guy. Hey, give me a call anytime, boy. You know that. I'll see you on the tube. All right, boy. All right. Be good, man. Peace. So there it goes, guys. Another one in the books. Coming up next, we got Janet Carter. Uh, Good friend of Janet. She helped a lot with the Day Foundation um, and the MUSC projects and a lot with Day TV providing um, nutritional information to student athletes. Um, So coming up next, you talk about different foods to eat, also how to help your body 
um, stay hydrated and nourish during the season. All right? Be right back. What Jermel is doing with Today Foundation and the approach he's taking to help develop young athletes, first of all, getting them prepared from the academic standpoint, which, as you know as well as I do, Bobby, that's the most important element to try to get them to eat healthy, to be able to train properly, to get the proper education, and then hopefully for those who are talented enough to have a chance to move on to perhaps even get a free education by going off to college. But I love what Jermel is doing. It's a wonderful program. Hopefully more people in the community will get behind it and some of the businesses involved as well to help sponsor this program because these are the kind of things that every community needs. Looking out for the best interest of the youth. The future of this country is in our youth. And everything that we can do to help prepare them better for that is absolutely wonderful. And, and I can't express adequately enough my admiration and respect for what Jermel is doing and hopefully he'll get a lot of help from a lot of people. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month.